morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Coleman in Ontario, Canada. Current events, local world news, and trending. Welcome to Saturday morning here on September the 4th at 9 a.m. What is Labor Day about? And will Ontario decide on a national day for truth and reconciliation with the federal holiday now just only weeks away? Thank you for joining me this morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody out there has had a, a really good week. Um, the weather um, really has been um, fantastic. Um, certainly, it's cooler right now. Um, it's not going to be as hot as it's been, but still, it's going to be a nice summertime weather um, throughout this uh, long weekend. Here across Ontario, Canada, uh, the Labor Day weekend. It is the, you know, it's not the last weekend of the summertime, but it is the last long weekend of the summertime. So, what is Labor Day weekend? all about and how did this even come about now the first the the first labor day for many labor days uh you know it signals the end of the summer but what evolved in just another long weekend began began as a massive working class demonstration in the streets of Toronto. In a time when workers' rights were taken for granted and even workers' benefits have come to be expected, it's no wonder that the origins of Labor Day are confined are confined to the history books. What evolved in just to another summer holidays began as working class struggle and massive demonstrations of solidarity Solidarity in the streets of Toronto. Canada was changing rapidly during the second half of the 19th century. Immigration was increasing, cities were getting crowded, and industrialization was drastically altering the country's economy and workforce. And as machines began to replace our automate many work uh, processes employees found they no longer had specific skill, specific skills to offer employers. Workers could easily be replaced if they complained or descended on, so we're often unable to speak out against low wages, long week, long work weeks, and deplorable working conditions. 
This is the context and setting for what is generally considered Canada's first Labor Day event in 1872. And at that time, unions were illegal in Canada, which was still operating under an, an archaic British law already abolished in England. Now, 1872, ladies and gentlemen, people were already protesting against low wages, long work weeks, and deplorable working conditions and wanting better for themselves and for the future. And for over the three years, the Toronto Printers Union had been lobbying its its employers for a shorter work week, inspired by workers in Hamilton, Ontario, who had begun the movement for a nine-hour workday. The Toronto printers threatened to strike if their demands were not met. And after repeatedly being ignored by their employers, the workers took bold action on March 25th, 1872, and they went on strike. And the Toronto's publishing industry was paralyzed and the printers soon had the support of other workers. On April 14th, a group of 2,000 workers marched through the streets in a show of solidarity. They picked up even more supporters along the way and by the time they reached their destinations of Queen's Park, the parade had 10,000 participants, one-tenth of the city's population. Well, striking was illegal. Unions were illegal back in that time. So the employers were forced to take take notice. And this was led by George Brown, founder of the Toronto Globe and notable liberal. The publishers re- retaliated. Brown's, Brown's brought in workers from nearby towns to replace the printers. He even took legal action to quell the strike. <laughs> and had the strike leaders charged and arrested for criminal conspiracy. <laughs> unbelievable, you know, it's just as though you can just take all these liberties and just make people work long hours for, for no money, really. You know, imagine what their wage was like in 1872. You know, a couple of cents an hour. Yeah. Now, back then, was the Prime Minister was John A. Macdonald. He was watching the events unfold and quickly saw the political benefit of siding with the workers. Macdonald spoke out against Brown's actions at a public demonstration at City Hall, gaining the support of workers and embarrassing his liberal rival. And Macdonald passed the Trade Union Act, which replaced the outdated British law and decriminalized unions and the strike leaders were released from jail. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you know, the Labor Day, you know, um, eventually it, it strayed from its origins and evolved into a popular celebration enjoyed by the masses. It became a viewed as the last celebration of summer, a time for picnics, barbecues, and shopping. 
no matter where you find yourself this Labor Day, take a minute to think about Canada's labor pioneers. Their actions laid the foundation for future labor movements and help workers secure the rights and benefits that we enjoy today. Back in 1872. Pretty amazing that, um, you know, the labor movement that we have not here just across Canada, but, you know, in the United States and other industrialized worlds and countries. And, um, a celebration of, of the last week of last long weekend of the summertime where people are heading back up to cottage country. People are doing their last long weekend camping. Getting out there and hopefully, you know, and this weekend here, I mean, the weather is just going to be phenomenal. Normal summertime temperatures without the humidity. Today we're going to be, you know, below 80 Fahrenheit and all across the entire weekend. It's going to be nothing but sunshine. So however you enjoy your Labor Day weekend... Get out there and enjoy it safely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, as I, you know, look at articles and, and peruse articles and um, think of what's really important, you know, to me, the rest of Canada and the world, maybe you don't know what's going on over here in Canada. So, you know, I hope that uh, you find things um, interesting. Hope you find, uh, you know, things that you didn't even know what goes on here in Canada. Whether you read news articles, watch the news, or whatever the case may be. Now... As you know, uh, coming starting September, twenty second, the government is coming out with. vaccine passports or vaccine cards like I talked about the other day. Now, go over this briefly once more and how this is going to work. Whether people out there like it or not, this is the way it's going to be. And you anti-vaxxers out there, like it or lump it. Now, proof of the COVID-19 vaccinations will be uh, will be required to access non-essential businesses in Ontario, including the gyms, indoor restaurants, movie theaters, and concert halls. 
under the province new vaccine certification program starting September the 22nd. Now, we have two options here, ladies and gentlemen. We either do this or we go back into shutting down the economy, which will be even worse. And and you see, you have to get this clear message to these anti-vaxxers out there too, because cases are going up and who's getting the COVID? The anti-vaxxers are getting COVID. That's who's getting COVID. And even worse, having our hospital's capacity maxed out and on the brink. See, people just take doctors and nurses nurses for granted. They take our health care system for granted. You get hurt, you need to go to the hospital. Doctors and nurses are there to help you. You need to have heart surgery and you be in the intensive care units. Doctors and nurses are there to help us. But when you fill up the ICUs with people with COVID, it doesn't leave any beds for people who really need it. Now, with this vaccine passport coming up, It's coming into effect on September 22nd, which is not that far away, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple weeks. You've been given ample time to get vaccinated and the stubbornness, the ignorance and the stupidity not to get vaccinated. Oh, we'll just go out in the streets and we'll just protest against vaccines. Yeah, well, I mean, you can protest all you want. You know, these, these, these passports are coming. Now, whether these certificates aims to increase vaccinations However, the government wants to do this. Workplaces across the country, not just here in Ontario, are implementing their own rules on vaccines. Universities, hospitals, corporations are all uh, mandating vaccines for all employees. Here in Ontario, you know what it's like to be shut down. And for three times throughout this pandemic and for lengthy times. If you want to go backwards, we're just going to blame the anti-vaxxers. Because you're the ones who are going to be filling up the ICUs. You're the one to be filling up the hospitals unnecessarily. putting other people in jeopardy who needs to be in the hospital.
Another story here that really irks me, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the ignorance and the arrogance and the self and the selfishness. of people. Of the unvaccinated people protesters. Now what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen, they're 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 protesting in front of hospitals. And this is going on in cities across the country and say limited health care resources are being used to save the lives of those who decide not to protect themselves against COVID-19. <clears throat> I think if you're an anti-vaxxer and you end up in the hospital, you should have to pay for your stay in the hospital. That's what I think that should happen. Why should my why why should my tax dollars pay for your sorry ass because you don't want to get vaccinated and you end up in the hospital? You'll protest against things like this until it's you who ends up in the hospital, until it's you who ends up in intensive care. And then what are you going to say about that? I say that you should have to pay for your stay in the hospital. Don't use my tax dollars to save your sorry ass because you don't want to get vaccinated. Now, it is really comes down to um, self selfishness that individuals choose not to get vaccinated themselves. And they don't realize that they are too arrogant and ignorant to understand that we live in a society where we all have to make sacrifices. But you don't see these anti-vaxxers, see, they don't get that. It's all about them, Right? Who gives a shit about anybody else? And the arrogance and, and the ignorance. You know, because, you know, anti-vaxxers, I mean, they just, they just go on the web and they just find sites that have all this misinformation and misleading information. You know, they listen to doctors like Dr. Tenpenny and other um, uh, people out there who just spread this misinformation about COVID, about these vaccines, when they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. They're just arrogant and ignorant and stupid. Now with these vaccine passports coming here in Ontario, you know, for you anti-vaxxers out there, if you still refuse to get vaccinated, good luck getting into a restaurant. Good luck getting into a gym. Good luck getting into a movie theater. Good luck getting into any concerts or any sporting events because you won't be able to after September 22nd. 
you know, and this is, you know, this is a time, like I'm saying, that more employers, including all levels of government, started mandating vaccines to send a strong message to those ignoring the science behind the vaccinations. I think it should be right across the board. Every single business should be doing it, even in the trucking industry. Even in this trucking industry, every single trucking company, because you have drivers going over to the United States every single day and coming back. risking themselves of going into the United States, which, oh, by the way, is still out of control with this COVID-19. Every single driver, every single employee that works in the transportation industry, they should be mandated that you are vaccinated. Colleges, universities, hospitals, corporations, all federal governments are starting to mandate vaccines to send a strong message to those ignoring the science behind the vaccinations. The other problem here, ladies and gentlemen, you see the anti-vaxxers I mean they you know because they're just so you know brain dead patients suffering from other serious illnesses are affected when the healthcare system starts to grind to a halt from the number of unvaccinated patients being hospitalized and occupying intensive care beds noting people with chronic conditions often avoid going to emergency departments when cases spike, sometimes worsening their health. And this is who you're jeopardizing, the people who really need to be in the hospital. But your sorry asses out there, the anti-vaxxers, I mean, you just don't give a shit. And for the staff, You know, look at the pressures that we've been putting on the staff throughout this pandemic. All the stressors that's been going on in the healthcare from the doctors and the nurses. How exhausting it has been, how challenging when you have somebody come in who who is there when there was a simple route to preventing what they came in with. A COVID infection. Our job is to be professional and not be judgmental, but it's very trying for nurses and doctors and all the healthcare professionals to look at somebody who made a conscious decision not to get vaccinated. We're supposed to feel sorry for you if you end up in the hospital. Because I'm sure in the hell I'm going to feel sorry for you if you end up in the hospital because you didn't want to get vaccinated. But you're taking away a bed for somebody who really needs it. But of course, you're just, you know, so brain dead, arrogant, ignorant, self, self selfishness. 
that you just don't care about anybody else. You just care about yourselves. Now, the anti-vaccination sentiments have been testified since some provinces announced plans to require the so-called vaccination passports to access places like restaurants, movie theaters, and gyms. Quebec and here in Ontario began their program this week, and British Columbia residents will be expected to provide proof of vaccinations in the coming weeks. Over a dozen hospitals in Ontario have issued vaccine mandates for healthcare staff. British Columbia provincial health officer said that the province is considering plans for a similar policy to acute care settings. And BC has already announced that staff in long-term care facilities will need to be fully vaccinated by mid-October. I denounce the group of protesters outside the University Health Network earlier this week and said they were disrupting patients and staff from entering the hospital. I gotta ask, ladies and gentlemen, what the hell is wrong with people? You know, you have people that need to go to the hospital, people go to the hospital on a regular basis. In case you haven't heard, ambulances every single day, car crashes, people need to go to the hospital, people need those beds. But you, the anti-vaxxers out there, you know, you really need to give your head a shake. I never seen more, more ignorant people in my life than these anti-vaxxers. That these people, these protesters that they were disrupting patient and staff from entering the hospital. It's unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. You know, a crowd of about 5,000 people rallied outside the Vancouver General Hospital on Wednesday. And the protests coincide with other healthcare facilities elsewhere in the province, prompting Premier of that province to say that targeting and harassment of healthcare workers was completely unacceptable. And it is really unacceptable. Thank you for, thank you for joining me this morning. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Now, talking about, you know, the mandates of um, vaccines, um, in the federal, provincial uh, governments, the workplaces, corporations, it doesn't matter. Here in Ontario, Canada, the government here, the provincial government here, has mandated vaccine passports for people to get into 
any venue, restaurant, gym, movie theaters, sporting events, to be fully vaccinated in order to go into these indoor facilities. Vaccine passports are becoming the norm. Now here across Canada with these protests going on, and I'm not just talking protests, ladies. I'm, they're talk, I'm talking protests where they're protesting in front of the hospitals. Distru- dis- disrupting patients and staff going in to the hospitals. And even using threatening words to these healthcare professionals that are going into work. These are anti-vaxxers. Now I said a few minutes ago before you came on the show that the arrogance and the ignorance of these anti-vaxxers you're not even taking into consideration that people who really need to be in hospital and really need to be in the intensive care and you're filling up our beds once again Now, I think if you're an anti-vaxxer and you end up in hospital with COVID, you should have to pay for your stay, pay for your treatment. Why should I, why should my tax dollars pay for your sorry ass? Because you didn't want to get vaccinated and you end up in the hospital in intensive care, taking a bed from somebody who actually really needs it. But for you like-minded anti-vaxxers out there, you know, just only think about yourselves. Who cares about anybody else? No, you know what, JP? You know, absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. It's not it's not all hyped up. You know, and, and of course, you know what? You know, the non-vaccinated can wait in line. Right? That's what they can do. See, they don't like it. See, the other thing they don't like it, I mean, they're just not anti-vaxxers. I mean, they don't like the fact that the government, of all levels of government, are mandating vac- vaccine passports or vaccine cards in order to prove that you're vaccinated to actually go dine in a restaurant 
go to a movie theater, go to a gym, go to a sporting event, a concert. This is because this is becoming the norm. Starting September the 22nd here in Ontario, these man mandated vaccine passports come into effect. I don't know. Out in Alberta, um, well, you know, you're probably right. I mean, should it be new, new and normal? Um, cause, cause division, uh, you know what? It, it is becoming the new normal. And, it, and, you know, it, even before the government here in Ontario announced that we're going to have vaccine passports or a vaccine card in order to get into these non-essential uh, businesses, um, other places were doing it before the government started to mandate it. Universities, colleges, hospitals were already taking stand and implementing these rules. The province of Quebec was the first to mandate vaccine passports. And then British Columbia, now Ontario, Manitoba. Out in Alberta, they are bringing back restrictions Of when uh, of wearing masks in all public places because they they lifted the restrictions over the summertime. But here we go again, out in that province, that the cases are going up again, and they're even going as far in Alberta as offering people a hundred dollars to go get vaccinated. But why should why should the government have to bribe you? to go get vaccinated. Why should the government give you a hundred dollars? Yeah, and, and, and that's true. There were, there were, there were places um, that were, were, you know, even in the United States, um, you know, bar owners, you know, so you get vaccinated you come in and have a free beer. You know, a couple free beers. You know, go get vaccinated. But why does so why why does prizes and bribery or anything like that should come about in order to to get to get you vaccinated? You know, what are we gonna do next? Start start giving away new cars? Oh, here's a car for Johnny. He went and got vaccinated. He gets a brand new car. I mean, is that as far we're going to have to go? That would just be ridiculous. But when these when these protesters start protesting outside the hospitals and interrupting patients and, and staff going into these facilities, that's upsetting. Yelling absurds, yelling, you know, using foul language directed 
at the doctors and nurses that have worked so hard and worked very hard every single day, despite the pandemic. I mean, do we just take these doctors and nurses for granted when you have to go to the emergency department? Or you have to have to be rushed to the hospital because of a car accident, heart attack, stroke. We just take do we just take this for granted here here across Canada in our in our in our um, healthcare. You know. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about that. You know, the, the Italian hospitals for just trying uh, to be passed as one of our busiest hospitals. You know, every hospital is busy. You know, what it looks like from the outside is certainly different on the inside. People go to the hospitals for many reasons. People go to the hospital because they got a runny nose. And here across Ontario, Canada, you know, um, our cases, you know, our, our cases are, are, are still going up. You know, right now here in Ontario, we're seeing an average over 800 cases a day. When back in early July and June, we we're only seeing about 180 cases a day. The projection is about 15,000 by the end of September. Whether we get that high, I don't know. We've, we've never gotten that high. The highest that we've gotten throughout this pandemic here, just in the province of Ontario, was about 6,000 cases a day. And being through these shutdowns, stay-at-home orders, three times throughout this pandemic here in Ontario, here in the province of Ontario. We're only in stage three opening here in the province of Ontario. That means, you know, stage three, you know, maybe 75%. We have enough people here in Ontario fully vaccinated that we could lift all restrictions, but we're not going to do that. Seeing 800 cases a day right now, school returns on Tuesday, the 7th. College, universities, public schools, Catholic schools, all return to school. Some will still do online learning because that's what parents have chose for the kids to do. Some colleges will still do, um, they'll have in class and they'll have online, same with the universities. But guess what? You gotta be fully vaccinated in order to attend in class. 
colleges, universities, the Toronto, the University of Toronto uh, have mandated that all staff and students be be fully vaccinated in order to step foot on the grounds of the university. And this was before the province mandated vaccine passports starting September 22nd. So places were already taking it to that level of making it a policy to be fully vaccinated. You know, some people out there just think that, you know, we just, you know, we just take things for granted. Our healthcare system is always going to stay intact. Our healthcare system is always going to be there for us here across Ontario, Canada. But when you overload the healthcare system, you know, it puts a strain on it. But you don't look at the human factor. See, these these anti-vaxxers, they don't look at the human factor. Of all all the struggles and all the stresses that we have put on on the healthcare and, and, and the professionals that work in these facilities, the nurses, all the stresses that we put on these people. What about their health? What about their mental health? I mean, when we look at them, when we look at them, what do we see? We see a person But do you really take it into account of really of who they are? They hold the title nurse or the, they hold the title doctor. But see, anti-vaxxers, you know, they don't see it that way. They don't see the person. Because Frank, quite frankly, they don't care. But despite the pandemic, you walk into a hospital because you need medical attention. You know, maybe because your own stupidity, because, you know, you know, um, drunken activities, you end up hurt. And you have to go to the hospital. See, here across Canada, you know, you don't have to worry about paying out of pocket. You know, we pay it out of our taxes. That's how the universal health care system works here in Canada. It comes from our tax dollars. But like I said, 
you, the anti-vaxxers, you end up in hospital with COVID-19. That's your own damn fault. Why should my tax dollars pay for your sorry ass? Because you're that ignorant. You should be made to pay for your stay in the hospital. You know, we have an election going on here. And we have one politician who supports private health care. I'm sure in the hell not going to pay in, an, in a, you know, an insurance company for my health care. Like you have to do that in the United States. You have to find an insurance company to help to have health care in the United States. We pay it through our tax dollars. Universal health care. Privatization of health care does not work. There'll be so many people who won't be able to afford it. Not in this country, not here in Canada. You know, the frustration is how do you bring people to see the value of the solution of the vaccine? There are always people who say, it's a rights-based response with no responsibility. Hmm. That's, that's, that's well said, actually. It's a rights-based response with no responsibility. See, anti-vaxxers have no responsibilities. They don't take responsibility. Oh, it's against my rights, freedoms, and liberties. Oh, God forbid that happens. Well, they can shove that up their ass. You know, just like the protests over, over the lockdowns and shutdowns, stay-at-home orders. You know, it's against my constitutional rights. Yeah, we have a constitution here. We have rights. But they don't look far enough into the constitution. They only know that because they, they, they've never read it. They only know that because they hear it. I actually read it. I actually did a show on the constitution of Canada. We also have what you what we have you call here is the Federal Emergency Act. We also have what you called here the Provincial Emergency Act. See, but these anti-protesters, I mean, they don't even stop to even think. Well, that part of the of the of the Constitution. 
when in fact, with the Federal Emergency Act, once known once known as the War Act, and the Provincial Emergency Act, that under these sort of circumstances and any other circumstances that is a public threat to your life and your health, that the government can impose these rules. But you see, these protesters, I mean, they just, they just don't look far enough into the Constitution. They probably never even thought about the Provincial Emergency Act or the Federal Emergency Act. Never even came to mind. Oh, it's just against my liberties and freedoms. That's all they know. The government can mandate these passports, ladies and gentlemen, and they're doing it. Companies can rewrite their policies in the workplace. Companies can mandate all employees be fully vaccinated. And they're doing it. Now, education goes a long ways, ladies and gentlemen. Go talk to a healthcare professional. If you're not sure about these vaccines, that's your option. And that's the option you should choose is to talk to a healthcare professional. Vaccines do save lives. They're not 100%, but it's better than 0%. You know, the Pfizer vaccine is something like 96 or 97%. The flu shot is like 98%. Talk to a healthcare professional if you're not sure. But just don't be the ones out there. Don't be like the ones out there who are just ignorant and arrogant. And just all about themselves. Don't be that person. They're just out there. Those type of protesters are just out there. Just to be seen on the news. And for those of you that do that, you should just see how stupid you actually look. And especially when you're yelling obscenities 
and threats towards the healthcare professionals. That is just so unacceptable. You should be thanking these doctors and nurses for the work that they do day in and day out. Never mind the pandemic. That they're there for you and they've always been there for you. But see these these anti-vaccinators, they don't see it that way. They don't have the brain capacity to even see it that way. It's just all about them. That's all that matters to anti-vaxxers. It's all about them and who gives a shit about anybody else. But how dare you use my health care for your stupidity? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this Saturday morning. I appreciate you coming out here. I appreciate all the likes. Taking your time out of your morning to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I hope you find my show entertaining, informative, I enjoy coming out here talking to you. And of course, like I said, I enjoy having you here on my show. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, be safe, and enjoy this Labor Day weekend. Be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen. Give your loved ones a hug and tell them that you love them every single day. Thank you.